Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm doing a, uh, a review of the Alien Nation television series, which came out, I think, in 89 to 90. Um, I just did the movie a few days ago, and so I'm doing... This is like the opposite of a late-night movie review. This is more of a... Um, Brendan hasn't had a lot of sleep. He's operating on very little sleep type of review where I'm groggy, and so my mind is a little bit more gummed up, and... Uh, but it's different. This isn't late night. It's got a different vibe to it. Um, yeah, I've just been, uh, I've, I'm up to episode three. Um, the show, I think it had like 22 episodes. Let me check this out. It had, yeah, 22 episodes that a bunch of movies. I don't know if I saw the movies or not. So what I might do after I finish the series is watch the, the movies from the series. Uh, I do, I do seem to remember them airing. I just don't know if I saw them or not. Um, it's possible I saw one or two of them because, like I said, me and my mom watched this one together, and we were big fans of it. Um, but it's been—I haven't seen it since it aired, so I—I I, you know I'm just going by memory. The first thing is I'm really surprised how much I remember. Like uh, it wasn't on the top of my head, but as soon as I start seeing an episode, everything kind of starts returning. Like I like I know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So um, I don't know if I saw them more than once. Maybe like maybe because it was only one season maybe 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 they rerun it the next year i don't know and maybe we watched it again i have no idea but i'm surprised how much i remember um it's also it's similar to the movie but it's very different some some of the big differences are in the movie they really emphasized how the newcomers which are the aliens um which you can listen to my previous podcast to get the background on alienation um or just google it but uh but the newcomers they they're more robust especially the men they have like robust physiques and mandy patinkin played the the uh, one of the newcomer characters in the in the movie and i think uh you know just the the i i don't know quite what they did i don't know if he had like a puffy jacket on or what but but him and a lot of the other characters had bigger physiques they didn't quite look like they look different than humans a little bit um, and they don't really do that in the show. In the show, I'm assuming that maybe that was for budget reasons, like they didn't want to have to fit people with all of this stuff. Uh, but it might have also been to make them more relatable, is what I was thinking. So I'm not sure. And maybe I'm just overemphasizing how much that was done in the movie. I'd have to go back and check. But, you know, that aside, they still keep most of the same things. Like the, the aliens are stronger than the humans and all that. They just don't have this there's not this physical difference. There just seems to be like more of a robust chest or something with the male newcomers in the movie. Um, so that's one of the differences. Obviously the actors are different. So um, let me see if I can pull up the, the cast here. So in the, in the, um, uh, in the movie, it was, I think James Kahn and Mandy Patinkin. And in this, it's a guy named uh, Gary Graham plays Sykes, which is James Kahn's character. And uh, Eric Pierpoint, plays francisco george francisco um and and you know there's uh you know other characters too that are important because it's a series uh so that's different it, it, the james con character i mean obviously james con's this great actor and so that's a really difficult uh shoe to fill or set of shoes to fill but uh, i always like the guy who played sykes i do i did notice um just in reviewing it, they really kind of went in a little bit more of like a rock star direction. I always thought that the guy kind of had Mick Jagger vibes uh, back when the show first aired. Um, and that's back when like Mick Jagger wasn't that old. Um, and I and I, I still think that now. And I think maybe they were doing that to give him more sex appeal. Because in the movie, Sykes was kind of an old, 
old man. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, you know, you know, and, and I think, I think this guy, they want him to be, you know, uh, they want him to be more, you know, maybe draw more viewers in that way. Um, the George character is, is pretty similar, I think, um, to the movie character. I mean, it's a different actor, obviously. I Mandy Patinkin is also another great actor. Um, uh, but I, 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 and again, I, I like the guy that played Sykes. It's just a very different Sykes than in the movie, you know, simply because of the physical qualities and the, and the difference in acting. Um, uh, the George character, I've always liked this guy. Um, you know, again, he's kind of, he, he, it, it, it's a, uh, you know, it's an interesting character. I, th- I think that, I think they do a good job with it. Um, and the, and the show is how can I put this? It, it, the pilot, number one, the pilot is like surprisingly adult. Like the language, the subject matter. I was genuinely surprised how many things in there were there that I don't think you would see in a show today. I don't really watch that much TV or series, so maybe you would see it. I'm just I just misunderstand. Uh, you know what what the current state of entertainment is, but I, I was surprised. I was, I was, uh, I was genuinely surprised by it, uh, in a way that I thought was good. Like I thought it added, uh, like just the, the language is a little more harsh. The, uh, there were, you know, it starts with a suicide. It ends with a suicide attempt. It, it's very dark. Um, but it's dark in service of telling a good story and a story that ultimately has a good message. Um, but I think I think uh, I think today, the concern would be being misunderstood. Like if we use this word or if we do this, they might misunderstand the message in the movie. And this was, I think, at a time when there wasn't as big of a concern about that, where you you sort of knew, okay, if they 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 you know the, the the importance is the end message, and then you know all those things are in service to it. So so I th- I thought that it was it was interesting just in in that way. Uh, it it does. The pilot takes a kitchen sink approach, I think, because it, want, it wanted to sell the concept of the show. So it wanted to say, we're going to cram in everything that show's about into this one episode. Now, it's a longer episode, so it works. But at times, it does feel like it's um, kind of going from like a really uh, big set piece to another big set piece. Uh, and some of them are a little bit over the top. Uh, you know, the sh- like one of the central themes of the show is like racism and immigration and it, it handles the, that subject really well, I think. Um, but there's one scene at the beginning where the, uh, the daughter wants to attend a human school and there's parents disrupting it. And it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit like, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit like, uh, heavy handed the way that it does it. And, and and I think it's just that way because they're really trying to emphasize that this is a theme of the show and they want they want to get that message across. Um, but it does come across as a little heavy handed. Though I do think they did a good job with it. Like I, I remember that scene actually, and so it was kind of like a good moment for the Sykes character and for the the daughter. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I'm not gonna be able to uh, uh, find the daughter's name here on short notice. But the the uh, but but George's daughter, and uh, you know I. But what's interesting is even though that scene was kind of heavy-handed, much of the show actually deals with it in a much more subtle way, um, and and in a very and, and I think a very complex way. Like I, I think they do a really good job of playing to the fact that the audience knows very little about the newcomers, and so they can create all this blank space in their past that the human characters are learning about, and 
that is creating some of the tension and fear. And so the audience is forced to go on that same journey with them to get to the end point of them being much like us. Do you know what I mean? Like be like, they're essentially being just like humans. But, uh, but again, because this, you know, it's not, it's not these, you know, they're not dealing with, with real world people. They're able to, uh, they're able to, you know, put this mystery in there that, uh, that I think works for the show. And so like the opening pilot is about this idea that, uh, that's being played on. There's a, there's a, there's a movement of people called purists who are, uh, try like i don't remember if they're trying to get rid of the of the newcomers or if they just want to create sort of like separate space between newcomers and humans but they're basically anti-newcomers and they concoct this plot to make people afraid of the newcomers uh and the whole episode you think that there's something going on with the newcomers because they they're playing into this thing that happened in the movie where there's this drug that can make them undergo a metamorphosis and they become more powerful and the um and the and the the purists sort of play on that, and the the police the 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 two police characters in the in the show start following uh you know a series of things going on where it seems like maybe there's some kind of creature that's emerging that like like the 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 newcomers are getting sick and then something emerges from them that's almost like a like a demon it's it's this thing that sprays acid it's very uh, formidable and you know alien. And it turns out, in the end, it's a little bit silly. It turns out it's just a purist in a suit uh, with some kind of acid spray and weird claws. But I thought it was really clever. Like, I, I, I you know, I, 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 number one, again, like, you know, the, the fact that leading up to that, you actually think that's what's going on. You think you, you think there's some deep mystery going on with that. And it, it and so it was interesting that you, you sort of get to the same point as the Sykes character. Sykes is kind of, the um the human perspective in the show uh so i thought that was that was pretty cool and i thought that worked and uh so i watched the pilot uh and i also saw um episodes two and three so the second episode is fountain of youth and i'm just going to read right from the wikipedia page it says uh sykes issue with aging are intensified when he learns that the newcomer lifespan is almost twice that of humans uh the death of of a police officer during surgery raises questions about the hospital run by a Sykes old school friend. After passing out at a party, Sykes finds that he's been operated on and an alien gland implanted. Although feeling better, uh, he has done in, uh, sorry, although feeling better than he is in years, Sykes is horrified to learn why and is determined to take people down responsible. So, you know, <laughs> dyslexia creeping in, but you know what I'm saying? So, um, the the basic premise of that was the cop that died was a was a newcomer and he went to they have like special hospitals for newcomers because their physiology is so different and the the head of research there who's Sykes old friend has discovered that they that they have a gland that if uh, if it's removed and implanted in a human basically gives humans like it reverses the aging process and so he's he's basically like a cosmetic doctor that's just using this uh, to do really expensive treatments for his patients. And the side effect for the newcomers is they die. That's how, that's how they get the, the the gland out. So like eighty percent of their patients at this hospital are dying, and uh, and so it was, you know it was an interesting episode. It had a lot of '90s isms in it for sure. Even though it was, I think it was made in '89, but at this point we're getting into the '90s, and and so you you do have to take that with a grain of salt. And again, it did have some of the you know it's toned down a little bit from the pilot, but it still did do surprisingly adult things. I thought, um, and. And I, I don't know. I thought. I, I mean, it, it's it's 
it was a good first episode after the pilot. It definitely had some issues, but I thought that it did some interesting things in terms of exploring the, uh, the, 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 the way that the aliens age at a different rate and, uh, and helping to sort of establish the, uh, you know, the, the two characters for the viewer. Cause I think, uh, I'm, I did see the pilot. I mean, the pilot, the pilot, I think aired a week before the, the regular show so i don't think it was like a I, it's called pilot but i don't know if it's like an actual pilot episode i, I i'd have to look into that because it, it 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 isn't like the whole show gets retooled by the time you get to fountain of youth um so i thought that was a good episode it's been a couple of days since i've seen it um so you know i'm, I'm a little bit fuzzy on some of the details but i thought that it, i thought that it was uh it was pretty good and um I thought that it was well-written. Like, again, you know, for the time that it was made and all that stuff, uh, I found myself, you know, interested in what was going on. Um, and, you know, again, some of the stuff, like the, they do the thing where, where Sykes and the doctor have to, they have to establish that they're old friends and something about the back and forth between them didn't feel very genuine to me. It felt very acted. So maybe that's just, you know, uh, cynical old Brendan you know, you know, just going back to old shows, you know, so I, I do want, I mean, a lot of shows I think would have had sort of very efficient handling of that kind of material at that time. But now I think maybe because we're used to longer form storytelling where that stuff is dealt with a little bit more seriously and given more to due time. Um, you know, that I thought that it felt a little bit like we sped through some of that and some of the interactions that just didn't feel like there was any real stuff. And some of the, the dialogue, was also sort of weird. Just some of the, the, like when they were talking about their background, it just felt like this is stuff that doesn't feel like it even really happened. But that said, I, I like going back to these old shows where you have contained episodes. Um, we don't, you know, we, we kind of moved away from that. And I, uh, and, and things are different now in terms of how series tell stories. And I kind of prefer the contained episode format. I, I think my ideal is sort of how Babylon 5 handled it. But but this I, I find a little bit more entertaining when, when each episode is its own thing and it's not really part of a larger story that's unfolding slowly over the course of many episodes. The next episode is called Little Lost Lamb. And this one, it says Sykes tries to help a 16-year-old newcomer prostitute. George deals with the intrusion of Uncle Mudri and his traditional Tectonese values. So uh, Tectonese, that's the name that they give the newcomers in the, in the series. Um, or, or maybe it's like a branch of the new co- I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm still uh, I'm still just kind of picking everything up again from context but uh, that seems to be the, the proper terminology Uncle Mudri's an interesting character he kind of embodies the spirituality of the of the newcomers they have different religions which I thought was pretty interesting because I think a lot of shows at this point would have given them all one religion and it was interesting that they had different religions um, and Uncle Mudri's kind of you know he's one of these characters I think you see in a lot of 90s science fiction an 80s science fiction where you kind of get that i don't know it's kind of there's it's a little bit of like a west coast spirituality but i think i think it kind of works and i like his character i like the guy who plays him um especially since you don't really know what his deal is going to be when he first shows up and this is kind of the episode where you start to really get a better sense of who he is and why he's showing up to the family and all that because there's this whole thing that happened in the pilot i didn't get into where the son uh, George's son shot somebody. He was involved in gangs and he shoots somebody. And event, and in this episode, the other police at the station that George works for, they track 
they track it down to George's son and he has to sort of face the music and he, he ends up getting a suspended sentence and put on probation. Um, and so the son is kind of grappling with trying to figure out like where he belongs because he, you know, he, he, he has this really strong sense of alien identity, but he also is starting to adapt to the, the human world. And, and the pilot begins with him uh, really struggling with that. Um, and, and so, and, and, and a lot of the characters, even like the George character is, uh, you know, he, he's like the most, he wants to, he basically wants to assimilate and wants to, uh, you know, wants to kind of prove that newcomers, uh, prove the value of newcomers to the humans. Um, but you get to see like his inner feelings from time to time, even though he puts up like a very strong face. Um, so so yeah, so the uh, but the Little Lost Lamb episode, I don't know. This one's kind of like a, um, it's it's not the strongest episode in the show. Uh, it, it's probably one that suffers most from some of the things that the episodic shows used to do, which is uh, you'll have like a really big emotional thing that happens to a character, but it doesn't really come up again. Maybe this does come up again. I mean, I, I don't I don't remember, so maybe I'm being unfair here. But it feels like it's one of these things where the the this this newcomer gets thrust onto Sykes by George, who's like, we can't send her to juvie, so can you just take her home and send her to the bus? And he tries sending her to the bus, and they find to, to go to her parents. They find out the parents are dead, or not? If she doesn't have parents, she was she was I think she was taken away from them or something. And she's working for this really shady like escort service that also uh, does movies. There's a big movie that stars all newcomers, and a lot of the newcomers that are starring in it are from this agency. So the um, you know, but the, and so, so, so Sykes develops like an attachment to her and becomes like her, like almost like a father to her. And then she is spoiler. She gets killed by the, the, by basically like a, um, the enforcer for the escort company, uh, because she steals money that she owed and blah, blah, blah. And so, um, and it, it all kind of happens in this one episode and they, you know, it, it, it it, it, it does all get wrapped up in this episode, but it just kind of, it's like a really big emotional journey for one episode for the Sykes character. And again, I think it was normal back then. I think a lot of, a lot of shows did that, but I think it, I think it is one of the episodes that'll look a little bit odd in hindsight. If you go back and watch it, just cause again, I think we're used to longer form stories now. Um, but with all that said, it's still a good episode. Like it works. It, it's just that it's, you know, it's got some of those problems, um, but I was entertained the whole time uh you know it's it's probably like you know now that i'm watching these it's it's not like one like like the fountain of youth i might go back and rewatch little lost lamb i might be less inclined to rewatch um but it, it still entertained me it was it was it was worth watching um and so yeah three episodes in that's not really that much that i can you know it's it's uh you know and again it's been so long and it's not like i'm you know deep into the lore of alienation so i i'm 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 even though I remember things and I know the details, I am kind of picking a lot of stuff up just out of context, just in context. And I'm probably missing things too, because I occasionally zone out, you know? Uh, but I find, uh, you know, my measure of a show these days, especially with like the, the lure of social media and all that is, am I able to, to, to watch a show without wanting to go and check my phone or go to another window on my computer and, uh, you know, read my email or anything like that. And I've been able to do that with this show without a problem. I've really enjoyed it. Um, maybe that's nostalgia. Like I said, in the, 
the other alienation uh episode this is something i used to watch with my mom when i first moved back here from i moved back to boston from california this was kind of like our show uh yes maybe an odd show to be that show but my mom really liked it i remember really liking it and and uh i think that um uh that might be part of why i uh uh i'm able to just you know invest time in it without really thinking about other things but also i do think i i i think it's a pretty good show for its time i think again my understanding is it did get canceled but it wasn't because the show wasn't successful i think the show was a success but fox who was the company that was putting it out at the time i think they they had a budget thing that happened and they got rid of all of their dramas that was what i read i don't know how accurate that is but that's what i read when i looked it up and so i you know uh, and I think that's why you saw all these movies from it because I think there was still an appetite for it. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of it too. I, like it definitely, like, you know, I, I went and watched Babylon 5 for the first time actually a, a few years ago with Adam. And a lot of it does kind of, it, it's got, it doesn't do the story thing that Babylon 5 does, but there's just a lot of elements in it that are reminiscent. I think one of the other things that's cool about this show is it's like a lot, like what, you know, what you're used to at the time is, you know, you you have alien cultures that you have to believe in and stuff that are in shows and they have to make them work but they're generally they're not done like this where it's just part of our world where they're just people that exist in our world and that's i think a taller order you know if if if, if the aliens aren't thought out well enough they can really start to fall apart if they're if they're living among humans and we're going into their living rooms and seeing what they do on a daily basis, do you know what I mean? This is this is something where you where half the time you're at George's house, you know, watching his family issues unfold, and they make them similar enough to what you you know like what you know from your own family, but also different enough so that there's like differences that I think it it works, and they and the differences have enough depth to them. You know, I think, I mean, maybe not everybody would agree, but I, I like the world building in this show. I liked it in the movie. I, like, I think I think the show does a good job of saying the movie hinted at all these little things here and we're going to go deep into those things. That's sort of where we're going to excavate and and do a lot of our world building work. I think that's the way to go. I think that's I think that's a, because then it's like a puzzle Then it's like, well, it said this, but why? And and then they can, you know, explore it, and make it deeper. And, it's, and again, I think you can get into uh, what do they call it? You can get into canon lawyering with that kind of stuff. It can it can get too much, um, and maybe it's only because the show only had one season. But I really I really like what they did, and I feel like their rules are easy enough to follow. Um, and and they throw some surprises, like there was, a, and again, maybe I missed something that was obvious. But but I remember this part of the episode. Uncle Mudri, one of the things he does is he takes Buck to the ocean, and uh, and. You know, they're, they're, salt water is like acid to them. And he says, I'm going to go walk into the water. And he does. Now, maybe it was like a freshwater lake or something, but I think it was supposed to be the ocean. I could, I don't know what was going on, but he was not harmed by the salt water. I remember that happening. And I, st- I think I kind of remember not knowing at the time also why that happened. And Uncle Mudri explains it as like because of his spiritual understanding, um, which is intriguing. But I'm wondering if it's something I, I'm Again, maybe they mentioned it in the episode and I missed it because, like I said, I was groggy. So I, I this is an episode where I easily could have missed something. Um, but I was wondering, oh, I know he said he's vegetarian. So maybe it's because he's vegetarian. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe there's, he's on some special diet and he, it makes him immune to the effects of the salt water. Uh, or maybe it really is because he 
you know, he said something about how like he understands that we're all part of the same thing. We're all interconnected and that's how he is not affected by the salt water. So I don't know on the whole, I, I, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm having a, uh, a really good time going through this. And I do this a lot where I go through and have to watch a whole series. And once I commit, I'm committed to a series usually. And sometimes it's not all, it's not all roses. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, uh, it's a slog to get through a show if you're, you know, because the, you know, you're doing podcasts on it. You're not watching it at necessarily the, the, the rate you would normally watch it. Um, this is one that I'm, I'm enjoying maybe. And again, part of it is probably tourism. Part of it is probably, you know, I'm a history major. I'm kind of going back to a piece in time in 1989. And in a way I'm looking at how television was made at that time. So, I mean, that, that, that I know that I'm aware enough that that's a part of my brain that gets intrigued by things. And so if I'm interested enough in a given period, uh, you know, watching media from that era is, is interesting to me just for the fact that I'm sort of able to analyze it from like that point of view. Um, but yeah, this is great. The, the next episode is uh, called 15 with Wanda. Um, I, I probably won't, I don't, that doesn't ring a bell, but I'm sure once I start watching the episode, I'll know if I've seen it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm especially looking forward to getting a chance to see the, uh, the movies, though I am kind of afraid that the movies are going to really amp up some of the drama on a cosmic scale. And that does kind of concern me because one of the things I like about the show is it's so grounded on our world. And I worry that the um, that the movies, because the, the maybe because they're more contained, and maybe because maybe the budgets are different, they might be more expansive, and they might also keep. Like I know I have a feeling. I mean, they. I don't know. I, I'm just worried that 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 some of the overseer threats are gonna, and maybe these get played out during the course of the season because I do seem to remember that. But maybe the, the overseers are the ones who controlled them when they were in their slave ship. Maybe that might keep coming back. I don't know, but, uh, um, I don't know. I kind of like the earthbound, uh, domestic stuff that they have going on in these episodes. I think it's one of the things that, I think it's one of the reasons why like someone like my mom was in love with, she loved this and quantum leap. And I think in both cases, it was because of how relatable all of the stuff was. It, it wasn't like watching star Trek where the whole time you're on a, you're in a space hotel, right? It was, uh, which I like Star Trek. I, I like Star Trek, the next generation. I like the original, but, um, but I think this is a more palatable show for most people just because it's not, it's not that other, uh, type of location where you, you know, and it's not constantly dealing with science fictiony things all the time. This is dealing with, you know, procedural police, procedural stuff, family, domestic things, and the science fiction stuff filters in. It's important because the whole show has a science fiction premise but uh, but it's kind of just it's just like another thing for them to to work with in the story, so so yeah so I'll I'll keep on going and we'll see you know we'll see how it goes I don't know how many episodes I'm, I'm definitely not gonna do the thing where I just review like a single episode each time unless I happen on an episode that I think is really good and I just want to talk about that I'm gonna try to talk mostly about um, you know episodes in pairs or in threes I think I think that's gonna be the easiest way to do this. And, and I think it will also spare you having like 22 separate episodes for, you know, one ser series that got canceled. So I'll be back on. I know that on the Horror Express, we're going to do Serpent in the Rainbow next, which I'm looking forward to. That's kind of, I haven't seen that in a long time, but it's a classic. And, you know, I'll have some updates on the blog. I've been, I've been kind of uh, taking it easy over the holidays. 
And until then, I'll talk to you later.